Cassidy and Sire request to meet Nero Solbright in a neutral destination to discuss the newly discovered holocron. However, Castian is going to find that when it rains, it pours, even in a place like Junkford Station. As you strongly recommended to the captain of the Howling Gundark, Jane has left the Doran system at the top speed she can safely manage between these two black holes that surround the Doran system, as well as, you know, the Imperial presence on the planet, and has jumped to hyperspace. Did you give her a specific direction? No, I just told her to get us a little bit of distance before coming out of hyperspace and getting me in contact with Nira Salbright. While you have ways to communicate with Nira Sawbright, you currently do not have a two-way communication method. You can leave messages for her, you can speak to intermediaries, but neither of you can reach out directly for a real-time conversation. I don't know how the Twi'leks tracked me down. I don't know if one of her people sold me out. Castian's fairly sure it's not Nira Sawbright herself. So he's using more of an antiquated system that they've tried a few times, where it's basically a message in a bottle. She knows what to be looking for. Her systems are always scanning for certain kind of messages with certain kind of codes, words in them. So what Castian is doing is he's putting an ad out there for the services of a pleasure buffing service, a pair of Twi'leks who will buff your ship and make it look shiny, and that the service can be found on Junkford Station. And come now for these great beauties and great treasures. It is very hypersexualized, bikini-wearing Twi'leks, but he, he puts the codes in there basically saying, Hey, I have some treasure. We need to talk. Junkford Station. And the two Twi'leks have codes that resemble basically the idea of getting hunted by two Twi'leks. Clearly not these two bikini Twi'leks, but I'm being hunted by a pair of Twi'lek hunters. And I'm going to need Laris to do the technical parts for this. For Laris, of course, putting this together is old hat. Such old hat that she rolls three successes and a triumph. Wow, I think we can just get out of the shipping business and just get into marketing. <laughs> so Laris is quite confident that the message has gone out across the proper channels and that should Nira Sawbright be looking in the proper places, as you know she is wont to do, Nira Sawbright will receive the message. Now, do you wish to wait for Nira Sawbright to put out a response, or are you just going to go straight to Junkfort Station? Castine absolutely believes that Nira Sawbright's going to trust him when he says he has a treasure. She's going to come and try to find him. And the fact that some people are hunting him down... She's probably curious of who's hunting him down, and she probably wants an update on what the hell happened with Doran. So there's a lot of reasons for her to actually go out and meet me. So Castian's just going to ask Laris to make a jump to Junkford Station. But before we do, I am giving her all of the three credit chips that I promised her. Oh, yes. Yes. All right. Let's roll to see how much is on those three credit chips. For the first one, will you please roll me two D100? May I make a request? Yes. I get to roll a yellow with a couple of these, and if it's a triumph, we double it. I like it. The first one is 39 credits. On 2d100? 2d100. 39 credits. Okay. Number two, roll me 3d100. 123. And now 4d100. And two yellows. 354 credits. And a triumph. Oh... 
Uh, even 700 will do it. <laughs> okay. You've gained 862 credits. Or, I'm sorry, Laris has gained 862 credits. Oh, no, Castian, absolutely. Um, she probably gives me some of the credits back, and Castian just hands it back to her and says, put it towards my next month's rent. All right. I mean, it's not the thousands of credit that he was going to be due, but making 800 credits by just robbing three bounty hunters, yeah, he's going to be actually feel proud about that. Feeling a little bit better. Laris has not profited from this run, but having black in your ledger again is a pretty good feeling. Yes. So Castian is going to, uh, once he gets that, there's a little bit of a skip in his step, and he's going to borrow some of Laris's tools and head into his room, and he's going to try to poke around at the holocron. How long is it till Junkford Station? How long is it going to take us to get there? It's going to take at least a week. We're going to do a quick piloting check to see if you get there quickly. Or if something goes wrong with the ship. With Bones' assistance, does she get a blue die? Yes. It's not an easy journey. It's going to be a week and a half before you get there. Ooh. No successes. Two advantages. So nothing goes wrong with the ship, per se. It's just, it's been a while since it's had a real tune-up. The atmosphere on Doran wasn't the greatest for the poor Howling Gundark. And of course... You're trying to evade Imperial patrols. Anytime that Laris picks up even a shadow on radar or on the hollow net of Imperial movements in the area, she immediately either jumps to hyperspace, gets on a different hyperspace lane. So it's a very winding trek to Junkfort Station. So if Nira Sawbright left Rory immediately, she might beat you to Junkfort Station. Good. More reason for her to be angry. But Castian, since he has now three extra days to his journey, he's going to be spending it trying to tinker with this holocron. He has no idea how a holocron works. It's a strange contraption of actual like force energy, essence, computers, tech, old tech. It's just it's confusing. Mm -hmm. But Castian, being the person that he is, loving puzzles and mechanics, he can't help himself but at least just toy around with it. Roll me mechanics. Four red dice. Three failures, five threats, and a triumph. Wow. As you are poking and prodding at this holocron with your hyperspanner, you somehow manage to get this cracked holocron to activate. And appearing suddenly in the middle of your quarters, your tight cramped quarters, is what looks like a tree. But the tree is making sounds, not like wind rustling through the leaves sort of sounds, but it's like it's emanating vibrations. And you have no idea what these vibrations mean, but you're very confident that it is a method of communication. Castian sits up. He didn't actually expect for that to work. <laughs> and then he remembers when he spoke with the Sith holocron that it responded back to him. And he's like, no, no slow down. I'm... Uh, do you understand basic? Uh, hello? The vibrations continue, and this method of communication is so unfathomable, you're not even sure if it's responding to you or if the crack in the holocron means that it's just on autoplay. Castian uh, is pulling out his data pad and he's hitting record and trying to capture as, as much of this lecture as he can, if it is a lecture. As soon as you pull out your data pad, it sparks and shorts out in your hand. Castian drops it because it probably stings him a little bit. Take three stamina damage. And you also realize very hungry and you really need to pee. 
Castian immediately picks it up, kind of shaking off his hand and, and sets it back into this case that he's secured, a secure case with a foam cover and everything. And then he goes and pees and eats, probably in that order. In the galley, Skitter is there. Hello, sir. It is nice to see you again. Skitter, uh, what are you making for food? Have you enjoyed your time meditating? I have. I have. What's for dinner? The captain did not request that I create any meals for you. She said that you were not to be disturbed during your many days meditation. Dry noodles will do. And I say as I open up the cabinet and I pull out like a little packet, it looks like a ramen cup. But instead, you just kind of give it a shake and there's like a, a sizzle of it inside and it's crispy noodles. Thank you. And he's just walking away from Skitter. <laughs> and he's going back to his room and he's eating his noodles almost ravishingly. And he's... Again, prodding and poking at the holocron, afraid that he might have damaged it a little bit more and making sure that it's not too far gone that he has to explain himself to Narasabrite. You don't know what you touched in order to activate the holocron, so you have no idea whether you've damaged it further. And as you are just coming to that conclusion, Laris opens a channel to you. <coughs> Sir, Skitter told me that you had completed your meditation. Uh, <clears throat> Yes, yes. Um, is everything all right? We are approaching the Junkfort system. Oh, thank the stars. I'll be right up there. And he, again, sets the holocron in its case, closes it up, locks it up, puts a handprint down so it has to scan his biosignature to open this thing up. And then he's actually carrying it with him as he goes up to the bridge. When you enter, Laris looks up at you, and she does a double take. Is everything all right? I would not presume to make any assumptions, but... I believe one could ask you the same question. I have never seen you look so haggard coming out of your meditation. Castian kind of rubs at his jawline and realizes that he probably has more than a six o'clock shadow. Yes, you have almost a week's worth of stubble. I suppose I just got lost in the... I'm fine, thank you. I'm fine. I'm just starving. How long was I in there for? Seven standard days. And I didn't come out to eat? No, sir. Not that I or the ship systems registered. Well, thank goodness I got my crispy needles with me. And he sits down in the seat, secures the holocron next to him, and just starts nibbling on some delicious crispy noodles as we come out of hyperspace. Now, Junkfort Station, because I don't believe we've actually addressed Junkfort Station on the solo shot, it appeared in a different Vandable episode, is a smuggler's way station. It orbits the planet of Junkfort. And as one might be able to infer from its name, it is not the most pristine, avant-garde, state-of-the-art station. It's kind of cobbled together from spare parts. But that is perfect for the smugglers that congregate here because they're not here for the latest in state-of-the-art goods and amenities and services, though it sounds like there's an opening for a luxury buffing station here. They want to make a quick pit stop, offload some dirty goods, unload other dirty goods, have a good time at the cantina and casino, and then move on to their next ne'er-do-wells. As soon as we are approaching the Junkford station, Castian's going to say, Check to see if anybody's responded to our ad. Yes, sir. We have received approximately 253 responses to our ad. Oh, wow. Well, use the cipher key to see if any of them share Nero Solbright's markings. Calculating. One response. And let's see it. 
she pulls up the response to the ad on one of the monitors, and it is a request for an appointment yesterday. Oh, she's going to be pissed. And as Laris is taking us in and making the proper call to the flight deck, Castian is going to be responding to this ad saying, uh, we have an appointment today, and he's picking a cantina that he's been to like two years ago. It was called the, the Shackled Monkey Lizard Cantina. And their thing is they have monkey lizards all around in cages. And the monkey lizards are shackled and pointing and throwing things. Apparently people love it, though. It's very loud, which is what Castian likes. Got it. Laris gets the appropriate landing permissions. Of course, she lands the Howling Gundark with no problem at Junkfurt Station. And you're off. Lara says that she is going to remain by the ship. There is some interesting communiques on the hollow channels she wants to further investigate. Good luck finding legitimate business here. No more gamblers, he says as he turns away and starts walking out of the ship. Just because you are no longer in debt does not mean that you have any say over what sort of cargo or passengers I accept. I'm stealing your droid. Bone, come with me. But not me, sir. Stay with Laris. Guard her with your life. Yes, sir. Skitter stands up a little straighter, like on tiptoes of his spider legs. Castian just shakes his head and grabs his case, and he's marching down the ramp, phone following behind him. And they're heading towards the Shackled Monkey Lizard Cantina. As you're walking to the Shackled Monkey Lizard Cantina, Castian, please give me a perception check. The difficulty is going to be three red, one purple. And I'm going to use a destiny point, flip it over to give myself another yellow. I got a despair and a failure. Nailed it. Business seems to be booming on Junkfurt Station. There are people making deals in every shadowy corner. You see people sleeping it off in the corridors. Laughter is emanating from cantinas and docking bays as deals are being made left and right. No one notices a single hooded figure followed by an R3 droid. And that's the way Castian likes it. He's nailing this perception, keeping an eye out. That's Inquisitor training right there. And he's going to be moving through the marketplace. He's actually moving past the shackled monkey lizard and making his way back, just kind of moving through it a couple times just to make sure nothing seems fishy. And then once he feels that it's fine because he got a perfect roll, he is walking right into the shackled monkey lizard cantina. And as you noted, the monkey lizards are really laughing it up today. As the door to the cantina slides open, you're hit with a wall of sound. Castian walks in, looks around, and then tosses a credit chip towards a little boy who's he's not part of the cantina, but he set up shop, and the boy hands him a pair of earmuffs that kind of... Uh, they're attuned to the monkey lizard's high laughter, so it kind of minimizes the damage of only their voices. And you find a table in the darkened cantina. It's still loud, even with the monkey lizards kind of muffled, because it's pretty crowded. It's happy hour. Most hours are happy hour in the shackled monkey lizard cantina. But right now, it's definitely happy hour. A Twi'lek waitress comes by. She is scantily clad, asking for your drink order. I'll take a Corellian ale. And would you like to take advantage of any of our happy hour food specials? Yeah, Castian's going to look at the menu. Why not? He's famished, as I we established. He is famished. And highlighted at the very top of this menu is choose your own monkey lizard. 
the freshest monkey lizards in Junkford Sector. Castian kind of makes a face wondering why anybody would ever want to eat a monkey lizard, but then suddenly a bottle hits him in the side of the head and he looks over and there's a monkey lizard pointing at him and laughing. <laughs> that one, that one, fry him up. Very good. I'm Alana if you need anything else. Just drop the drink off, drop the food and leave me Alana. <laughs> Castian really wishes the earmuffs also worked on her laugh. Alana provides very prompt service and your Corellian ale comes up quite quickly, as well as a burly fellow from the kitchen comes out and grabs the monkey lizard by the scruff of the neck. <laughs> and so it's going to be a couple more minutes before your monkey lizard is ready to be consumed. So you're there with your Corellian ale. Bone is resting next to you. Still alert, but kind of in power saver mode. He doesn't want to attract a lot of attention to himself because not all cantinas are welcoming to droids. Just as Alana returns with your plate of piping hot, fresh fried monkey lizard with the side of sweet and spicy Mustafar sauce, the cantina suddenly goes quiet. Castian taps at his ear of muffs to see if they just suddenly decided to filter out everything, but seeing that they didn't, he starts looking around to see what everybody is looking at. And just as you turn around, there is a stormtrooper immediately behind you, and he grabs your shoulder. Castian sits up with him, immediately goes into a drunken facade mode. Hey, what are you looking at? You are to come with me. What? I, I just ordered this delicious monkey lizard and it laughed at me, so I'd like to eat it now. Thank you very much. Castian, the stormtrooper's fingers dig deep into your shoulder as he wrenches your arm forward. It doesn't quite snap or pop, but it hurts a lot. So take a point of strain as the stormtrooper has found a pressure point and is twisting your arm back so your arm is almost immobilized. Castian immediately wants to go into fight mode, but he pauses as he sees everybody's looking at him. So for now... He's just like, what's going on? And he's getting dragged out by the stormtrooper. He's playing along with it. He's hoping that the stormtrooper doesn't notice that the holocron case was left next to bone. Uh, roll your stealth versus just three red. And I will give you a boost die for bone assisting in the subterfuge. One success, three threats. Stop resisting. The stormtrooper mutters as he pushes you into the hallway. You can do a real fast perception check for me, Castian. Difficulty on this is hard, which is three purple. One success, three threats. As you are being pushed ahead of this stormtrooper, you know, you cast a, a glance over your shoulder a couple of times as you're trying to, to mouth off at him. And you get a couple of glimpses of the stormtrooper's armor. And you're realizing a couple of things. One, this stormtrooper is alone. Stormtroopers don't act alone. Second of all, this stormtrooper's armor is in kind of rough shape. It's it's scuffed up and scratched. Does Junkfurt actually have an Imperial like anything? The planet of Junkfurt has an Imperial presence, but not really the station. Okay, Castian is going to calm down. He has an idea of what's going on. So he's going to be letting the stormtrooper lead him away. If he sees that he's been escorted to like an Imperial craft or a group of stormtroopers, he's going to break for it. But for now, he's just going to play along. You are not being escorted towards an Imperial craft or a garrison of stormtroopers. Instead, you're being forced towards a section of the station that looks to be under construction. This is not your first time at Junkford Station. 
this section of the station is always under construction. So this is a long abandoned area that was either being improved upon or repaired, but the lights are really dim here. They flicker a little bit. Power isn't very consistent and there's nobody else here. The stormtrooper releases your arm so it's no longer in pain. However, immediately you feel a vibro knife against your back. Keep walking. I'll give you 30 seconds to explain yourself, and I'll keep on walking while we do. But in those 30 seconds, if you have not stabbed me, you are going to be on the ground and that blade's going to be against your throat. What's going on? I feel like you should give me a coercion roll. So this is versus two reds and a purple. One success. The stormtrooper sighs. Not getting paid enough money for this. And he shoves you forward up against a bulkhead. He's not trying to injure you or anything. It's just a get away from me sort of push. You're no longer in immediate melee or brawl range of the stormtrooper. And Castian's going to turn towards him, holds out his hands and says, who are you? Who are you working for? Just give him a little push. And you see that the stormtrooper is standing right next to an unsecured airlock. Castian just shakes his head and then clears his throat waiting for the man to answer. Who do you work for? Nira Sawbright. I'm here with a message. Okay, let's hear it. You do not make requests of Sawbright. You work for her, not the other way around. This is your only warning. She's not here? Did I stutter? That's perfectly clear, but I need to speak with her. She doesn't feel the need to speak with you. Very well. Tell her I'll take my treasure elsewhere. And, oh, by the way, uh, the mission she sent me on was a failure. Someone else put a beacon on before I even got there. I would blame the Gungan. He really spoke and really cost us some hours. Are you criticizing her method? Not criticizing, just informing her. Mission a failure. And I had something to bring up to her attention, but if she really wants to play these games of who's the boss, well, then that means fine. She's the boss. Congratulations. And if that's the case, I also quit. A negotiation roll. That's also going to be two red and a purple. And I think I'm going to actually use my last destiny point to up my roll. One success again. You're not telling me anything she didn't already tell me, but she also authorized me to serve as a courier should you have anything that she should see. I'm not giving it to you and you to take it to her and to get evaluated. I want to know how much she's willing to pay for it. That I'm not authorized to do. Well, then I suppose I need to head back to my monkey lizard entree and finish it up. Hopefully no one's grabbed it while I've been away. And then I need to go find a buyer. Tell Nira Solbright it was a delight working with her, and I really wish it could have worked out, but if she's really that intent on finding someone who is just a yes man, I'm afraid that is not in my wheelhouse. And he's turning away and walking off. The stormtrooper doesn't stop you. Great, and I'm heading back towards the shackled monkey lizard, pissed. He's going to try to see if he can find Bone. Oh, you see Bone as soon as you walk in, certainly. He is spinning around, making frantic beeping noises as a monkey lizard is on top of him, laughing hysterically. Castian picks up a bottle and just throws it at the monkey lizard. <laughs> I'm not going to make you roll for that. You are a freaking Imperial Inquisitor. You can hit a monkey lizard with a beer bottle. And Castian just walks over towards Bone, lays a hand on him, and says, You all right? Yes, he is. And is the case next to him? Nope. Where's the case? Bone beeps and whistles. He doesn't know. 
Mm. Alana. Yes? I had a case here. Where's the case? Oh, I didn't see anything. I can ask the bartender, but we don't really have a lost and found here. Okay, Alana, I'm going to follow you to the bartender, and then I'm going to speak with him, and I'm going to make sure that you're both there when I just find out this very bad news. And when I find out this bad news, I'm going to make sure you have a very bad day until I find my case. You work in a very dangerous area, and you think right really hard that you can handle a smuggler or a bounty hunter, but guess what? You cannot handle me because I want my damn case. Prove it. Castian suddenly whips a hand out, grabs her by the back of the neck, pulls her head back, grabs the Mustafarian hot sauce, and is hovering it over her face. Do you want to see how hot this can get, Lana? No, no! Where is my case? I don't know! Find me a person who could tell me! It's a dark cantina! Do you have security cameras? No! Castian throws her to the side and looks towards Bone. Tell me who is around you. As you are making that order of Bone, you hear the click of a gun being cocked and as you look up you see the bartender has a heavy blaster rifle aimed at you you're gonna need to leave i had a case here it's very important to me it's very sentimental value and i'm not leaving until someone tells me who took it he points to a sign above the bar shackled monkey lizard cantina not responsible for any lost or stolen objects i want my case and Castian raises his head and just scans the bar at everybody. Is it gotten silent at this whole commotion? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Even the monkey lizards are quiet. Someone saw something in here and I want to know now. Roll me a coercion. This is hard. Three purples. Zero. Nothing. The cantina continues to be silent. I see. It's really hard to be a good person, isn't it? I mean, you all have probably had that point in your life where you tried to do the right thing and been a good person, and then someone comes along and steals an entire ship right from under you, and you just need to snap a little bit. But that's okay, but you think everything's going fine, so you try to make lemonade out of lemons, but then someone squirts it in your eye, and then you just get fired, and now you come back and someone steals your stuff. So one last time, is anyone going to tell me who took my case? Nobody moves a muscle. Delightful. And Castian holds up a hand and he's locking the doors with a force. Oh, all right. Roll me your force point. There is no resistance here. This is just to see what part of the force you draw on. He gets his dark point. All right. They just hear an audible click of the door as the manual lock set in. And do we want to do like mass combat to see how I do? We haven't done that in a while. We have not. Castian's not pulling out his lightsaber, but he is beating the hell out of Everyone in here. He's snapped. But he has enough control not to take out his lightsaber yet, but he is trying to do as much damage to these people until someone starts talking. All right. By beating people, are you? does that mean that you're using like the force in your fist or are you pulling out a weapon other than your lightsaber? Oh, I'm just mostly grabbing. It's going to be an impromptu like fight. I'm grabbing bottles, slamming it into them, grabbing a, a lot of brawl, things okay. like that. But I'm also going to use some melee. I'm not using like straight up blades, but I'll grab a club. I'll okay. grab a chair. I'll grab anything. I am better with like melee weapons, so I'm always going to be trying to use a weapon, but mm -hmm. occasionally I'll use a brawl. All right. So we'll roll melee. I'm going to give you um, a setback die to represent the makeshift nature of the weapons you're grabbing. 
as well. These are our hardened smugglers and, and bounty hunters. This isn't your average bar fight. So I'm going to make the difficulty at four with two of those being red dice. Oh, shucks. I want this to do really well. So I'm going to use my destiny point to make my green into a yellow. Do it. And do I get a boost dice for bone kind of watching my back? I will give you a boost die for bone. Three successes, two triumphs. Wow. Okay. So can I just go narrative on this? Please. One of the men in the bar, a human, he has a cybernetic arm. He stands up, puts that cybernetic arm on your shoulder. Sir, I think you've had enough to drink tonight. And Castian suddenly grabs his arm, twists it back at surprising amount of strength, ah! grabs the Mustafarian hot sauce that he hadn't used yet and shoves it into the man's face. Ah! Throws him into, like, the local jukebox. And then it starts just playing some some Bith heavy metal music. Just blares through the speakers. And Castian just starts ripping through these people. Dodging bottles. Grabbing, like, pool cues that are being thrown at him. Because uh, this, this cantina is, like, one of those where it's, like, you're not really supposed to have weapons. So you kind of lock your weapon up before you enter. Though the bartender does have that heavy blaster. Absolutely. So Castian is throwing people around, punching, kicking, breaking bones, and suddenly a blaster goes off and dodges almost supernaturally. Not enough to, for people to say, like, that's a force user, but it was a lucky miss. And Castian looks towards the bartender, and he's, again, aiming his blaster rifle, and Castian grabs hold of Alana as she's running away. He'll then use Alana as a shield. And the guy kind of stops, wants to take a shot, but he's not going to shoot through a waitress. And Castian just marches her forward and then picks her up and throws her into him. This is just a big fight, and the entire times the monkey lizards are laughing. They're just cackling. This is the greatest fun they've ever had. And Castian is just beating people. And as you have knocked out most of the bar, your communicator goes off. Hello. Sir, something interesting has popped up on the local junk for Talonet. Please inform me. It appears that there is a hut here who is selling an ancient Jedi artifact. Oh, is that right? What are the chances of that happening? Would you happen to know where this hut can be located? There is a section of Junkfurt Station that is colloquially known as an outpost of the hut cartel. She has set up shop there. Delightful. Thank you so much for getting a hold of me, Kilaris. I appreciate you being here and being on my side. You're always someone I can count on. Sir, there's also a mention of a security disturbance on the station. Are you all right? Oh, I'll make sure to avoid all troubles. Thank you. And Castian turns it off and looks towards a man who has somehow found like a, a steak knife and he's charging Castian and Castian's just uh, kicking him right between the legs. The guy falls forward and Castian slams his face against the bar a few times and then turns around looking at the carnage. He doesn't think he's killed people, but definitely broken a lot of bones. And he's like, let that be a lesson to you. Next time someone's asked for help, be more accustomed to offer it. Bone, we're leaving. There's a upside-down basket of fried monkey lizard on Bone's head. Castian is moving towards the door. Oh, consider it dinner on the go. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fandible Solo Shot, Star Wars Force and Destiny podcast. You can now find all episodes on the Fandible Solo Shot podcast feed on iTunes and all other podcasting platforms. Please subscribe and leave us a review to help new listeners find us for their Star Wars actual play fix. You can also find us on Twitter at Solo Shot Podcast. 
And if you enjoy the stories we tell here and on the rest of the Fandible Podcast Network, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Fandible. Thanks again, and may the Force be with you always.